Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. Please welcome your hosts, Patrick Allen and Matt Verderam. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? My name is Patrick Allen, and you are listening to the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. I'm joined, as always, by Matt Verderam, NFL editor at fansided.com. The Chiefs made it a little interesting, but they defeated the New England Patriots tonight. We're going to get to all of that and all of the atrocious quarterback play from the Patriots. Uh, But Matt, can I just get your your sort of opening thoughts on this game before we uh, get into it? Thank God the Chiefs have a defense now because the offense, look, I think part of, partially it was because uh, of Belichick and the way he schemes. He's brilliant. I think part of it also is the Chiefs are just sloppy and making some uncharacteristic errors. But, man, that game for the first – pretty much the first three quarters. I mean, really at the very end of the third, they kind of came out of it. But the Chiefs did a lot defensively to keep themselves in that game. And, and oh, look, Brian Hoyer helped out with one of the dumbest sacks I've ever seen uh, at the end of the half. That, that really, for a veteran quarter, it's one of the worst mental mistakes I've ever seen. Then Taco Charlton basically was like hugging Hoyer, and he just didn't bother to tuck the ball. They strip-sacked him. But this is the kind of game sometimes you got to win. They're not all beauty pageants. The Chiefs found a way. It was ugly. Uh, but eventually, they they pulled away one by 16. They get the defensive score late, and they're 4-0. The first team ever to be 4-0 four consecutive years. Yeah, once they stop shooting themselves in the foot, uh, the better team usually ends up winning the game. But football's a strange game with a funny-shaped yep. ball. <laughs> Verum, I'm sick, man. So just to let the, let the, the listeners know, might not be the, the same length of podcast tonight, may, may not have the same amount of energy for me. I don't have the Rona, but I'll tell you, man, after we recorded our podcast uh, last Thursday, I started feeling a little weird. Didn't have any big-time problems until Saturday. Came down with a fever. So I had to go to the doctor today, try to figure out what's wrong. And they're taking some blood work. It was absolutely brutal. I go in there, you know, standard blood work. They take it. I'm, I, I'm out of there, right? No problem. We get down to the parking garage. We're on our way down. I get a call from the doctor. She's like, I need you to come back. There's one more test I want you to take. So I'm like, oh, man, all right, all right, fine, right? So I get, I get out of the car, huff it back over there. Take the elevator up. I got to go by myself because my wife's not allowed, you know, in the lobby. She drove me down. <laughs> I get up there. Yeah, we need to take uh, just a little bit more blood. And I was like, oh, cool. What's this for? And they're like, oh, we just want to check all your blood. Uh, this one's a little bit different. We're going we're gonna to take blood from both your arms. And I'm like, and you already took blood from one of my arms. So they take the needle, go back in through the hole that they did on the left arm the first time again, start drawing that out. I'm not going to lie, man. Towards the end, I, I looked at her. I'm like, I'm getting a little lightheaded. And she's like, all right, you should lay back. I was, if I had to wait any longer, if she was done taking the blood from the left arm, I would have passed out. Like all of a sudden, like lightheaded, breaking out into a sweat. I'm lying back. She's got ice packs on my neck, on my chest. Not fun. Had to lay there for about know, 15 minutes. And then they go into the other arm, got out of there. Uh, just a total nightmare. 
scenario. So, uh, yeah, fun times for me at the dock today. Not good. Not good. Well, at least the Chiefs gave you a win. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. It was uh, that experience was almost as bad as watching the first half of this football game. (laughs) But we'll get to all of that. Uh, We got a couple of fan questions. We're going to hit those right off the top. Um, Excuse me. As you guys know, you can always leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We're really looking for those five-star reviews from you guys. And if you leave us a written review and you ask us a question, we will answer it on this podcast. And we're going to do that right now for our guy, Randy Reed. He's at, at the Gable Bagel. I think that's how you say that. G-A-B-E-L, Bagel. Yeah. Uh, he says, uh, as of week three, and we got this question before the, the, the game this week, that as of week three, being 3-0, three and and the Ravens being our realistic biggest competition for the one seed, how do you all see the rest of the season playing out? My best guess is 14-2 and two with a dummy loss to a team we should have landslided like we've done in the past, maybe Tampa Bay or New Orleans, but that's it. What do you think, Verteram? Chiefs looking at a 14-2 and two season? I should agree. That was the record I was going to say. Uh, I, think, I think they'll lose you know, either to New Orleans or Tampa, and then they'll lose one of the game probably. You know, Buffalo could be a tough game. That's a – Quick turnaround, they're playing three games in 10 days. I don't care how talented you are. That's a lot. That's a hard thing to do. You know, and then, you know, listen, they could also be 14-1 and and just pack it in against the Chargers week 17, which means nothing. So, if they're healthy, I don't think they're going to lose many games. I mean, realistically, they have played two games all year already, this year already, that have been atrocious by their standards offensively, and they've won them both. they're They're just a really, really good team, and they're complete. A couple of years ago, Mahomes basically had to score 30 points a game. They had no shot. Last year, the defense got better second half of the year. I get tonight the pass were without Newton. It was a different ball game. Man, Kansas City destroyed them. I mean, defensively, the Chiefs, yeah, they gave them some rushing yards, but New England really was not able to move the ball consistently. When they did, the Chiefs clamped down and either held them out of the end zone or forced turnovers. Yeah, they, I think really the, the biggest competition the Chiefs face the rest of the way is the Chiefs. Uh, yeah, no doubt. You know, if they if they play their game and they focus and they don't bail the other teams out, they should be fine. I'm not saying they're going to go 16 and 0 because that's really hard to do. But 14 and 2 is definitely on the table. All right, let's get to one more question. This one came on Twitter tonight during the game from at Graham Old Father. Graham Old Father. G R A H A M Old Father. Uh, Graham asks. Any reason the Chiefs weren't wearing captain's patches yet? That's an interesting question. You got any intel on that, Verderam? I don't, Graham. And, and you actually asked a few days for the game. I will. Uh, I'll reach out to the team and I'll I'll find out why. I I'll be honest with you. It's a good good note. I didn't even realize it. To be honest with you. Uh, and I'll go back. I I don't know if they wore them tonight. I'd have to go back and look at the film I, again. I really wasn't thinking about it. Um, but I don't know why. I haven't heard if, if there's a reason. Um. I don't know if they've done that in the past. It's really, like, like I said, I really just never given it much mind, which is um, shame on me. But if, uh, if I go back and they didn't have them on tonight, I will, I'll email the Chiefs and you know, I'll get an answer. Yeah, very sure. I, didn't, I haven't noticed that at all. So uh, Graham's maybe got an eagle eye there. We'll see if we can find out. All right, let's get on to the game now. Uh, Chiefs 26, Patriots 10. Now, uh, we like to do our prediction reviews from, from last week's show. Obviously, we were predicting a game in which we thought Cam Newton was going to play when we made these predictions. But Matt, you you predicted thirty to twenty Kansas City. I had it twenty seven to twenty one Kansas City. You know, if Harrison Butker had missed that extra point, I would have gotten the the Chiefs score right for the second week in a row. Um, 
any any real surprises here in the way that this turned out eventually on the scoreboard? Eventually, no. Um, the process, yeah. I mean, I, I kept sitting there just thinking, okay, well, at some point here, the Chiefs are going to get it going and figure it out. And they did toward the very end of the game. They scored a couple touchdowns and, and you know, took care of business. But, man, it was, it was a rough game. That said, if I had known Newton wasn't going to play, I'll be honest, I would have picked like 34 to 16 or something like that. So um, the, the margin of victory would have been pretty close. Uh, but, no, I, I thought the Chiefs would be able to move the ball with a, with a little bit more ease. And I, I was not surprised. Nothing Belichick did surprise me. I mean, they mixed up zone and man. They, they played over the top. They played a bunch of corners, played dime and, and, and whatnot all night, which is what they did last year. And none of it was surprising. I, I would venture a guess that Andy Reid wasn't surprised at all. But they just – I'll say one thing for the Pats. They execute. That team, like, they don't blow coverage. They don't miss an assignment. If you're going to beat New England, you are going to earn every bit of it. And you know, the Chiefs had to tonight. But give them credit. They found a way to do it. They didn't give it up. Teams did turn the ball over a lot against New England because of that. They get impatient. The Chiefs did have the one fumble, but otherwise didn't know that let's be real. Mahomes, that first series, my God, McCourty, how do you drop that pass? But they, they did the job. And they won. They won going away. They covered again. Now, they've had a 13-game win streak. They've covered in 12 of those games. And I think at the Raiders, we'll, we'll talk about that later, but that, that I think is going to be a different story than tonight. Yeah. You know, I, it, it, I tweeted this during the game. I felt like the, the chiefs, what this was when, when the game was closer, I said, I feel like the chiefs are, they're barely beating the Patriots and the Patriots are running their preseason playbook. It, and, and what I meant by that was just essentially there wasn't anything special that they were doing. Right. I think the, I think Belichick's game plan for this was look, I don't have any kind of quarterback. I'm just going to come in and try to beat these guys in a football game, just a straight-up football game, no trickery. You knew he couldn't blitz. I'm just going to try to control the clock, run the football, make them matriculate the ball down the field, and hope they make mistakes. I, I think he knew that that was his best chance, and for a while it worked. Chiefs shot themselves in the foot, and that brings us to our first point. They, they got off to a slow start, but was this Belichick genius? They were talking at halftime, and it really kind of bugged me. Bill Cowher said, oh, yeah, you know, Bill Belichick, he's got, he's got Patrick Mahomes frustrated. And, and I didn't feel that way. I felt like they were moving the ball pretty well. Yeah, Patriots made a few nice plays in the run game, but they weren't really getting pressure rushing three, which thank God they didn't. They shouldn't. But, you know, they, they weren't getting a ton of pressure. And um, it just seemed like the Chiefs were just – they just kind of weren't executing. They just didn't execute in the red zone a couple times. And then they had the turnover by Watkins. That would have been a scoring drive. What do you think, Matt? Belichick genius early or just Chiefs not executing? I thought like a lot of times with stuff like this, it was a combination. Belichick, again, I didn't think Belichick did anything that was crazy. It wasn't like the Chiefs didn't expect this. I'm sure they expected it. They did this last season when they played each other. Belichick played a million corners in that game, six, seven corners at a shot sometimes. That's what he did tonight. I mean, he didn't do anything crazy. You know, maybe a little less of a double on hill sometimes. And yeah, But I, I just thought the Chiefs were sloppy. You know, Mahomes, early in the game, should have gotten picked. I don't know whether it was a, a busted route or it was just a bad read, but he threw the ball right to McCourty, who drops the pass, thankfully. Then later on that drive, third and goal, you know, Mahomes is drifting backwards. He didn't set himself. He should have. He had time. He throws the ball off his back foot. Ball sails on him. The Watkins out of the end zone. Would have been a tough play, but certainly well within their, their capabilities to score the touchdown. Next drive, they're moving and moving and moving and moving, and they take a penalty. And it knocks him back five yards. and they can't recover. I just thought, you know, and then of course they get the turnover and then Watkins fumbles. 
So it was just – and a great play by Gilmore to punch it out, the little peanut punch there. But it's just – it was a game where up until about two, three minutes left in the third quarter, they really just could not get going. And it was a game where Mahomes has got to be patient. They're giving it to you underneath. Take it. You're never going to go broke taking a profit. The Chiefs kept trying to force the ball down the field, partially through design, partially through Mahomes. Eventually, they finally figured out we can't do it this way. We're just going to have to take some chunks and let us run after the catch. They did it, and they won. Do you feel like teams that you feel like guys drop Mahomes interceptions a lot, or is it just that it feels magnified because he so rarely makes bad throws? Yeah, I think the latter. Like, I don't feel like he throws a lot of balls that should be intercepted. That's why that throw to McCourty was so like shocking. I was on the phone with my father. I said, "My God, it's the worst throw I think I've ever seen him make." Like he just never does that. But he has done that against the Pats in his career. He had a horrible pick last year against him on the first possession. Um, he didn't have a pick in the AFC Championship game two years ago, but he was thwarted in that game. The game before that, the first one they saw each other, Mahomes threw two picks in the first half. The Pats just they're, – they're very tough to deal with because they are so incredibly disciplined mentally. But I give Mahomes credit. After that, uh, you know, he really didn't throw any, any 50-50 balls. He had the one down the field to Hill that was kind of into traffic. Um, but uh, I, all in all, Mahomes was okay. You know, by his standards, he wasn't great or anything, but he was fine. And and ultimately, what does he care? They won the game, and now they play Vegas, and they're 4-0, and they're trying to, you know, get at least what would be a three-game lead in the division five weeks into the season. Yeah, it was kind of an ordinary game for Mahomes, only 236 yeah. yards passing, two touchdowns, no interceptions. But I think as we're seeing, and we, and we saw this earlier in the season against the Texans, uh, sometimes he doesn't have to be putting up huge numbers. The Chiefs have a good defense. They can run the football now. You know, Clyde Edwards Elaire had a had a nice day moving the ball, got a few passes. So yeah, I think Mahomes obviously is fine. And uh the more yeah. times he sees Belichick, the the you know, it's just it's good reps for him because they, it's a chance they could run into them in the playoffs. Although yeah. with the with the quarterback play we saw from those guys tonight, and we'll talk about that later, uh, they might be in trouble because the Bills are closing in on the on the division. So the Patriots are lucky there's an extra wild card spot this year. Yeah, you know, I'll say this though. One thing with Mahomes, because I I find myself even sometimes going, you know, he hasn't really played that well in a couple of these games this year. The Chargers, now part of that was there. He was under pressure the whole game. He didn't play great in that game. The Texans, he was fine. It wasn't bad by any means. We just kind of ho hum. Same thing tonight. He's on pace for forty six hundred yards, forty four touchdowns, and no picks. <laughs> and you're just so used to the ridiculousness of him. You're like, oh, uh, uh, and, and like that would be like the greatest season of all time. Right. And yet it's it's like, well, yeah, but what about that 5,000-yarder and 50? Look, the best thing about the Chiefs, and you just said it, they don't need to score 35 points a game anymore. But they have the capability to do it. We all know that if they have to do it, they can do it. But they don't have to be like that anymore, which is a good thing. They can play a game under control and milk the clock a little bit and kind of play it safe. And they don't have to worry about it because they've got a defense that right now is second in the league in points allowed. They can play. so. I think Mahomes is – the expectations are so crazy for him that anything other than like an unbelievable game like Baltimore is somehow a disappointment. He had a good game. He's fine. I'm having – I have a very, very strong feeling that he will have a big game on Sunday. Yeah, Raiders not a great defensive team. No. Uh, <laughs> how much closer is this game if Cam Newton plays? Oh, they could have lost this game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because I'm going to go ahead and say – that Cam Newton doesn't take a sack to end the half, 
Cam Newton doesn't have one of the dumbest strip sacks I've ever seen. I mean, give Charlton credit for sticking with it, but my God, he hit him three times, and, and Hoyer didn't even flinch. It was like he didn't know he was there. I couldn't believe he didn't just fall down. Like, dude, I mean, what, he's, got you. what are you doing? Like, tuck the ball, do anything. Um, you know, I mean, look, maybe, maybe they pick off Newton at some point. Um, yeah, that's certainly possible. I think the game, if nothing else, is really close. I mean, could Kansas City still have won? Yeah, sure. Um, but. You know, Newton, he, he would have made some plays. I and mean, there were some open receivers a few times, especially early, and Hoyer just missed them. I mean, you, let's be real. Hoyer was, Hoyer was awful. Awful. I mean, it, Stidham, I didn't even – Stidham, yeah, he wasn't great or anything, but he wasn't that bad. His numbers got submarine by the fact that Edelman couldn't catch a ball at all tonight. I and mean, that ball hit him right in the face. It ended up being a pick six. So, hey, that's the way it goes sometimes. And, and there will be games where the Chiefs get bit – you know, by a bad turnover or an injury or whatever. It's just the way it is. The Chiefs benefited. They took advantage of it. They won. You move on, you, you say thank you, and you, you go play the Raiders. This really just drove home to me how much the Patriots are lacking and just like any big-time playmakers on offense. I mean, Edelman was really a non-factor tonight. Everybody else just not great. I mean, Bird looks like maybe he's got some promise, but yeah, they're, uh, they're, not, <laughs> they're not great on offense. It's not how they're going to win. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, it's uh, it's a team that they need Cam and they need his legs. They need his ability to to keep the train moving on the ground, especially, you know, pick up yards on first down, get him into second and third manageable. That was a problem for the past night. If they couldn't run early on the sticks, just couldn't move the ball. Uh, but, you know, you assume he'll be back. And they had the Broncos this week at home. They'll win that game. Then they get a bye and they'll, they'll be fine. They will be in the playoffs. That team they'll be heard from again. I don't think they're a Super Bowl team, but they'll they'll be in the playoffs. And because of Belichick, you're not going to want to see him. Let's talk about the Chiefs' run defense. Obviously, this is, you know, what the Patriots were going to do. We, they're the number one rushing team in the NFL. Without their quarterback, they're definitely going to be running the football. So what was your assessment of the Chiefs' run defense tonight? Patriots ran the ball 35 times for 185 yards, 5.3 yards per carry. Gave up one forty-one yard run. I think another eighteen-yard carry. Were you happy with the way the Chiefs played run defense tonight? Was it just a couple of lapses, or the Patriots just really good at this? Well, I, I thought for the most part the Chiefs were okay against the run, which sounds weird considering that they, you know, they gave up one hundred eighty-five yards on the ground and five point three yards of carry. I mean, not, none of that's great. But really, look, they were undone by one big forty-one yard run. I mean, ultimately, and you can't take it out, but if you took that out, then the Chiefs giving up like four yards of carry. It's not, it's not great. It's not terrible. But you also have to factor in the Pats came in as the best rushing team in the league. Now that with Newton, of course, and Michelle. So I think the Chiefs were great, but the Chiefs don't care if teams run the ball on them. Like that's what, I just kind of look at it a little differently. They don't care. They, they, they're not going to lose because some team runs for 150 yards. They're going to lose because the team throws for 400. And the Chiefs coming into tonight are the third best pass defense in the NFL. They're second in points allowed. They're now second in turnover ratio. If the Chiefs turn you over and don't let you throw the ball, you're losing. And I, I think that's how they look at it. So, yeah, look, they, they could have been better against the run. But is it a concern for me? No, not really. And, and I think they'll get better as the year goes on, too. Now, by the way, they also get Breeland back off the suspension. Jones will have back for Sunday. And they didn't seem to have anybody else get hurt. So, uh, you know, the defense should only get better. And it's been pretty damn good already. Yeah, you know, if there was a, a week to take advantage of the Chiefs' 
in the secondary, it was this week, right? The, the Breland's not there. Yes. Uh, Legereus Sneed is out with a broken collarbone for the foreseeable future. So, I mean, they're out without their two best corners and didn't matter. Um, so, all right, well, let's, let's move on to a new segment I'd like to call What the Fucker. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> sorry for all yeah. the groaning out there, but should we be worried about Harrison Bucker? He missed another extra point. Now, I will say that I felt like the Patriots were close on just about every kick to, to a block. Um, I, I thought they were really getting down there, but I, this is a little concerning, right, for for Butker, or just just a bad stretch? Uh, I, I mean, look, he signed to a five year deal; he's not going anywhere. So I think they're gonna have to they're gonna have to you know deal with it for a little bit. He'll be all right. He's a really good kicker. Um, but yeah, he's in a little bit of a funk right now. That said, he's also the guy who won the game at LA. So you live with it. Um. Yeah, that extra point was not great. My father had some choice words for Harrison Bucker when that kick sailed wide. Um, but yeah, I, look, I think he'll be fine. I mean, he's like the second or third most accurate kicker in NFL history. They'll they'll be okay. Uh, but yeah, he's he's struggling a little bit. But kicking is so much more mental in a lot of ways than it is physical. He drives a few through. He'll he'll be fine again. Yeah, I, I think I agree with you there. Uh, and and and. You know, I think we've really put a bow on this game. Not like honestly, not a ton to talk about. We'll get to the individual performances in just a minute here, but kind of just looking ahead a little bit, and we'll have more on this later in the week. The Chiefs have three games in eleven days, including this one. Uh, they'll be playing the Raiders on Sunday, and then a, a tough matchup against an upstart Bills team on Thursday on the road. Those short yep. week games are are not uh, great to the traveling team uh, historically. Uh, are you worried about these this stretch of games for for the Chiefs? I'm I'm not worried about the Raiders. I'm not. I can't even. I I, I don't think unless the Chiefs just gift wrap that game. There's no way. Um, the Bills game is going to be a hard game. Not because I think the Bills are better than Chiefs. I don't. And I think if the Chiefs play them in a normal situation, I think the Chiefs would beat them pretty good because I don't think they could stop the Chiefs. And and I, I probably will still pick Kansas City, but that is a tough game. Short week. Third, third game in 10 days on the road. It's not a huge travel, but it, you, know, you still have to go on the road. Um, I'll say this. They beat the Bills, or they beat the Raiders and then the Bills. You're going to start hearing people talk about them going 16-0. I don't think they will, but I'm just like after that, they play the Broncos, the Jets, the Panthers. They get the bye week. They get the Raiders again. You're going to start hearing whispers about, hey, you know, they, they, they might go on quite a run. But yeah, I think the Bills game's tough. I think the Bills game's tough, but they got a they got a game in six days. They got to regroup here and, and be ready for the Raiders and play better than they did on on Monday night because they, you know, especially obviously offensively. And and I'm reading some of the quotes coming out of there right now. Uh, nobody's too pleased, and that really, I think, tells you a lot about them right now. Can you imagine even a couple of years ago them beating New England by 16 points and being upset about it? I mean, that's no, I get it. I, you know, the teams aren't where they once were, but still. I mean, the winning the game by 16 in the NFL is a big margin, and the Chiefs, from all these quotes I'm reading, are not happy. So that, that's good news if you're a Kansas City fan. And, you know, look, we saw earlier this season that just because a team is playing its backup quarterback, that's no guarantee that they're not going to be able to come in and light it up. We've seen the Chiefs over the years go up against backups, and, and those guys, sometimes they play well. You know, they're just they're going out there and they're slinging it. They're not thinking too much. Uh, sometimes it can go the other way. But, um, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think looking at the schedule obviously Tampa Bay pops up on your radar as a as a potential tough game the Saints yep. the Bills and then the, the next time they have to play the Chargers but uh yeah i think uh i think you're right if they do get by buffalo that that chatter is going to kick up 
Um, okay, so let's move on to earning their arrowheads, highlighting the players we think really played superbly tonight. Uh, I'll kick it off with Tyreek Hill. Uh, four catches, 64 yards, and a touchdown. Got the touchdown on a little touch pass from Mahomes. Uh, I also put the offensive line on here. I thought they did a, just a really nice job. They, for the most part, were able to move the ball on the ground a little bit. Mahomes was only sacked one time, and that was his own fault. But well, that play, by the way, what the hell was he thinking? Thank you to the refs for that one. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, and I know like nobody ever wants to hear their team caught a break. That was I, I know in the grasp and all that crap, and I, and I tweeted it was a bad call, and everybody's like, oh, what about Derek Johnson 18 years ago? Listen, that's fine, okay? With all due respect, every Chief fan out there, I love you. Sometimes you can just admit it. You got a really favorable call. That was a horrendous, and I love Mahomes for the love of God, man. Tuck the ball or just throw it away. I mean, that was, they got two calls, in my opinion, tonight. They were horrible calls. That was the worst one. And then the roughing the uh, passer on the out of, when he was going out of bounds, the Wise didn't push him. Wise was actually trying to hold him, and he just slipped and, and fell on the marker, and he, you know, he threw a flag. Listen, and that's that's fine. It happens. The Chiefs are going to get hosed a couple times this year. Like it's it just it's the way it goes. It's football. But let's just say what it what it was. The officials in that game, those were especially the the in the grass pet play. Those were huge, huge turning points in the game. They got lucky. Take it. Move on. Yeah, we'll certainly take it. And we definitely had our fair share of crappy calls while playing the Patriots. And those came in the playoffs. Yeah. So don't feel yep. bad. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> um, I've got Mike Pennell on here. He had 10 tackles. I thought he just did a really nice job. Big Mike. Big Mike. Big Mike. And, and by the way, they did. They actually just credited him with 11. They gave him another one. Oh, nice. Um, Mike Pennell was awesome. He was everywhere. Um, and they needed him to be with, with Chris Jones out, you know, but and see, that's, and I'm not going to go on a tangent here because we're trying to be a little quick. I know you're, you're fighting off what potentially is the Rona. Um, look, I, uh, this is where to me, the chiefs and Brett Beach have done such a great job. Yeah. They got stars on the team, right? And if we're just, let's focus on the defense. They've got Jones, they've got Clark, Matthew, right? Even the guy Thornhill, maybe he's on that level. But he's a star plays a really good player, but it's the other guys that make them so hard to beat. It's naughty. It's Pinnell. It's Passione. It's a guy like Charlton coming in and getting a sack. It's a guy like Okafor who can make a play. It's guys all you know. It's guys like Dan Sorensen who are just everywhere all the time. Or Ward. And by the way, I don't know if we have him on the list. I'm not looking at the outline. Rashad Fenton tonight was basically Deion Sanders. I mean, I know he gave up the touchdown. It was a perfect throw by Stidham. He was everywhere. Every time he threw at him, he was like all over the receiver legally, but just all over him. But it's all those guys, you know, the Lajarius Sneeds of the world who are obviously he's hurt, he'll come back. They're not all pros. They're not pro bowlers, but they're really good, solid players. And you can't pick on them. And it just makes it that much harder to beat them. And it's, it's an impressive job. The Chiefs have done a great job drafting and finding free agents, guys like Pinnell off the street. And Spagnola does a great job coaching. It, it's really it's a pleasure as a Chief fan because they find guys where there's value when no one else sees it, and that is the way you win championships in this league. Yeah, some great points, and you you did hit a few of the guys on the list. Taco obviously getting that sack. Just love Dirty Dan. You know, I mean he's he's yep. the perfect fit for for the role he has on this team. Six tackles, two for a loss. He, he's just a really smart football guy. You know, he seems to always be in the right place at the right time. 
Um, go, you know, you, you can't help but not think about the, the play against the Texans in the playoffs year being the defining moment of, of his career as a chief. Just been a really solid player for them. Also got Frank Clark on here, a sack, three quarterback hits, was beating his man most of the night, causing a lot of pressure. And of course, the honey badger brings in the pick six. Should have had another interception, got, got tagged for a little bit of a, a pass interference. I thought it was a little ticky tack, but he, he did knock the receiver off his route. So, um, yeah, any, anybody, anybody I feel like I missed? I didn't have Fenton on there, but you're, you're, you're right. Uh, yeah. Did a nice job. I mean, I'd put Fenton on there. Uh, I thought Thornhill played a nice game. Uh, really just the Chiefs secondary as a whole. They were excellent. They were everywhere. But other than that, no, I don't have anybody that I think like really, you know, like they, offensively, let's be real. <laughs> they didn't really stand out. Um, no, I, I thought the secondary, just as a whole, I thought they were great. Oh, actually, I'll say one guy. Uh, Tommy Townsend tonight. Yes. was unbelievable. Yeah. He punted the ball four times for an average of 60.8 yards. Got a leg. Now, oh, my God. Now, according to Matt Derrick, a, a good friend of mine and uh, writes over Chiefs Digest, good sites, check it out if you don't already. Um, according to him, he, he cites pro football reference and says that it's the second best punter average in NFL history in a game with a minimum of, of at least four punts. Wow. So Tommy Townsend uh, getting it done in his uh, in his four opportunities to punt the ball. That is, you can do that with the way the Chiefs play defense. You foot the field like that, you're you're a weapon. And he was tonight. Were those all in the air? I don't remember a, a punt hitting the ground and rolling. Yeah, no. He had two touchbacks. He had another one, a fair caught inside the twenty, and then he had another one that was returned for like eleven yards. Love it, love it. Still miss our boy Colquitt, but you know time marches on. Things happen. Tom Townsend's got beautiful hair, too. Man, it's great, great flow. Gorgeous. We're going to have to come up with a nickname for him at some point here. Um, All right, that's earning their arrowhead. So we do have another segment here. It's a a segment we haven't done before. This segment is the Brody Croyle Award for being a disgrace to the position of quarterback. Nobody sign off. (laughs) I know people heard Brody Croyle. Somebody just drove the car off a bridge. Yep. Yep. <laughs> this one actually goes to two players tonight. It goes to Brian Hoyer, who was 15 of 24 for 130 yards for a 5.4 yard per a completion average, one interception, who was benched for Jared Stidham, who somehow was even worse, who was 5 of 13 for 60 yards, a 4.6 average, one touchdown, it was a nice pass, good ball, and two interceptions. You, you got to figure poor Stidham, you know, he didn't get a lot of reps this week, right? No, no. And look, I, to be fair to Stedham, and he wasn't good. One of those picks was a, a horrible play by Edelman. I mean, Edel, he hit him in the hands, and Edelman just you know popped it up in the air. Matthew caught it and ran in. I don't, I don't get on him. As you say, he has no reps. He didn't, he didn't play well. But what do you expect? Hoyer was awful. Like Hoyer was at times what I would be playing in the NFL. Just completely unaware of any presence in the pocket. Like, I had no clue what was going on. Horrible picks, horrible sacks. I, I still don't know what the hell he was doing when he took that sack at the end of the half. And he gets up and signals timeout. Bro, you're, uh-huh. you've been in the league for like 87 years. You don't know you don't have a timeout there? Yeah. Like, if you've ever been in Arrowhead Stadium, or any stadium for that matter, there's a million areas in the, in the stadium where you see how many timeouts you have left. Like God knows Belichick or McDaniels is in his ear before the play going, you have no timeouts. Nope, doesn't matter. Took the sack. And then, and then the, the 
to strip sack like Charlton. I don't want to belabor the point I said earlier. Uh, Charlton did everything but like just start having a conversation with him before he stripped the ball out of his hands. And, and Hoyer just stood there. Yeah. It was like he had no idea he was even next to him. He was it essentially was, tapping was him on the shoulder saying, hey, can I sack you? Can I sack you now? Can I sack you now? And Hoyer's like, hold on, hold on. Yeah. It was brutal. It, it was unbelievable. It was some of the worst quarterback play I've ever seen. I, I'm not even exaggerating. I mean, God knows as a Chief fan for 25 years, I've seen plenty of it. That was, that was as bad as it gets. Really was. I mean, I, I look, let's be real. The Chiefs played camp tonight. They might have very well lost that game. They did not play particularly well, but Hoyer kept them – you know, reasonably in it, the defense took advantage, and hey, fine, don't apologize for it. You won the game, but man, it was some, it was some bad, bad offensive play by the Pats. Sure was, uh, and yeah, it looked like the Chiefs came out of this with no major injuries that I saw, which is great through the yep. first four games of the season. Um, and they've had some tough games so far. How worried are you about this COVID thing? I mean, you know, the uh, Tayamu on the practice squad had it for the Chiefs. Seemed like nobody else was uh, able to pick it up. Cam getting it. Do you, do you think we're going to see more of this? I know we mentioned on the last podcast that, you know, the holidays are coming up. You're going to get a little bit worried. This thing is, is we've seen at the White House. And don't worry, we're not going to go into politics. But, I mean, you, you've seen that's just the most public example we've seen of one person gets it, everybody's hanging out together, and it can spread like wildfire pretty much. Everybody at that Rose Garden ceremony came down with it. So how worried are you that of there being a, like a, a, a catastrophic spreading event on an NFL team? Uh, I'm not really that worried about it. Look, I have accepted that at some point in the year, there's probably going to be a situation where a couple of teams are going to have a spread. They're human and they're not in a bubble and it's just going to happen. Somebody's going to come home and have it and they're going to get it and they're going to be asymptomatic and they might spread it. It's going to happen. I think we're probably going to have a week 18 this year where they have to play some games. And if that's the case, look, fine. I, I, I do not think by any stretch of the imagination they're shutting the season down. Or like, like There's $15 billion on the line. Believe me, they, they'll play you and me at quarterback before they shut the season down. That's not going to happen. I think, I think you're going to have some situations now. I do think that this is in some ways a good thing. Not, not, not that anybody got COVID, I, I want to be clear, but it's a good thing for the NFL in the sense that they had to go through this a little bit. Okay, so Tennessee had an outbreak. How do you do it? How do you handle it? The, the Pats and Chiefs have one guy each get it. How do you handle it? Right? Like that, I think the NFL, look, they, they were going to have to go through it at some point. Better now than week 14. So you know, I'm not that worried. I, I, I think it will pop up. It'll be a problem here and there. Some games will have to get moved, but look, it's 2020. Things are weird. It's just the way it's going to be this year. And I think, I think everybody has to accept that. I think most people have. Yeah. And you know, if you think about it, the NFL is one of the sports that like, look, man, they, they play this game in December, in January, in February outside, right? Well, not usually they're in a nice place in February, but um, they play this game outside. If things got really bad and they had to cancel the seat, like cancel a couple weeks for everybody, and play into the spring, they can do it. It's not too much of a problem. They've got enough of an off-season and a runway to do that. And you're right. When there's that much money on the table, yeah, good luck, COVID. They're going to play. Yeah. And look, you know what? I thought the NFL – I mean, we'll see here. I guess, you know, we got to see the next couple of days, make sure nobody tests positive. But if they don't, I thought the NFL did a really nice job with what happened in Kansas City and New England. You know, Newton got it. Tiamu got it. Okay, we're going to quarantine, going to wash down the facilities, make sure everything's clean. You know, make sure make sure we test these guys once a day, every day until the game. 
Nobody tested positive? Okay. Hey, by the way, the Falcons had A.J. Terrell test positive the day before they played the Bears, and they went on and played, and everybody's fine. So, you know, sometimes you are just going to have situations like that. I have two friends I know who both had COVID, with, who had a living girlfriends, and neither one of them got sick. I mean, it, it's, it's just a weird illness, man. We don't know a lot about it. And my wife is a nurse. She's in the medical field. She's getting her doctorate here in a few months. I'm an idiot who talks about football. I'm not going to sit there and start playing doctor. If we want to do that, I'll have my wife come down in here and, and she can jump on the mic. Uh, I trust the epidemiologists. I trust the infectious disease experts that the NFL deals with every day. And so far, I got to say, look, the Titans notwithstanding, they've done a hell of a job. Yeah, it's, uh, it's going okay. There, there were some slip-ups in the other sports early on as well, and they seem to get it under control. So each week's a learning experience. Yep. All right. So listen, everybody, the Chiefs are 4-0. That's awesome. And it is now officially Raider Week. Uh, so this yep. is the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday to get you ready to watch the Chiefs embarrass the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, if you like what you heard tonight, you can subscribe to the Arrowhead Attic Podcast on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Google Amazon music everywhere you get your podcast. Please go listen, man. I, I I I toughed it out. All right. I got a fever. I'm sitting here. We're talking Chiefs football anyway. If that doesn't get us a, a couple of reviews on Apple, just just in the name of my hope, hopeful return to health health, uh, I don't know what will. A little short of breath tonight. So uh and thank you for for listening. Uh if you guys weren't so great, uh it wouldn't be worth uh powering through. So there's a big ass bottle on NyQuil in my future, I can tell you that much. <laughs> uh, yeah. So give us those reviews. We really appreciate it. You can always leave us one in your comment on Apple podcasts and we'll answer it right here on the podcast. Like we did tonight. Um, follow us on Twitter. He's at at Matt Verderam. I am at at R Patrick Allen. Follow Matt Connor at Matt Connor. AA. Matt is the editor at Arrowhead Attic. Does a tremendous job over there. Make sure you head to Arrowhead Attic tomorrow for all the fallout on tonight's game. And of course, follow the website at Arrowhead Addict. From Averteram, my name is Patrick Allen, and as always, go Chiefs. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.